When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Well, really uh, pleased to say that we've got the, the CEO of uh, NZA New Zealand Rugby with us this morning, Mark Robinson. Mark, good morning. Thanks for joining us, giving up uh, your time. Uh, awkward time in lockdown. I see you, you're still at home there, uh, lockdown like uh, most good Wellingtonians at the moment. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I'm over in Cambridge at home at the moment, Smithy, but good morning and, and good morning to all the listeners. Um, great to be with you. Yeah, I think I think a lot of New Zealand got familiar with my little study last year, and unfortunately, they're starting to get familiar with it again now with all the stuff we've got going on and, and a few of the zooms I'm doing. So, but um, you know, we're all we're all working through it, aren't we? And sort of gradually getting used to it. Or hopefully, it's not too long. No, hopefully, it's not too long. But uh, we just uh, we're used to it, as you say. Hey, look, uh, really, some quite substantial news coming out of HQ yesterday. Uh, first of all, uh, the reappointment or the confirming of the appointment of uh, Ian Foster through to uh, the World Cup in 2023, which gives everyone some surety. Yeah, that's right. I mean, as we as we said yesterday, um, we're we're really heartened with the um, growth and the development of this of this um, coaching team and the management team. Um, certainly, you know, all the feedback we're getting from the player group and and within the environment is really really positive, and um, it seems to be they're growing all the time. So it felt like the that the timing was right to, to make that decision, um, get the certainty in there and, and allow everyone to really focus on their jobs. So it's, it's a, a look from within the group, um, because if you look at the, the record, uh, particularly last year, et cetera, uh, it, it hasn't been uh, all that flash. And particularly also um, with what you've got coming up uh, in terms of testing yourself and testing in Foster's group uh, against the best around the world. Yeah, that was obviously something that was factored in. Um, you know, we, we um, certainly at the back end of last year with the reviews we um, did, we, we considered a lot of those questions, Smithy. Um, and and as I said, we've had people at Environment through this year looking at um, the, the growth and development and, and response to some of those issues that were um, identified to work on and, and they've made pretty good progress. So um, to wait, you know, later on in the year was obviously something that could be considered, but we just thought it was getting too deep into the year. Um, from our point, and, um, and and the decision was to go now. I guess the other thing is we just don't know how much rugby is going to be played internationally before uh, 2023. I mean, we only have to look at what you've had to organise with this current uh, fixture coming up, this this current schedule, uh, to know. So there's no guarantee of the amount that you've, you, you can have sort of experiment with, to be fair. Yeah, that's right, and that was something we had to consider. You know, to this, to this point, I think there's been... 10 or 11 tests, you know, ordinarily in a tenure of this long, you'd have had probably a minimum of 20. So um, that that's another consideration we've had to, to make a call around. And um, 
to leave it too much longer, like you say, with the uncertainty we've got there, um, this this just felt like the right timing. Okay. Um, so and Ian Foster, the man, what, what do you personally see in Ian Foster, the man, that gives you this confidence uh, to make this quite a big call? Well, I think that's something we, we highlighted yesterday that um, that people probably don't and haven't appreciated behind the scenes is the is the leadership he's displayed through this time um, in, in, in COVID times. And um, we've certainly been very fortunate to have a man of his sort of character and values um, behind the scenes and in front for that matter around the around the player group and our organisation. You know, incredibly um, caring, very composed in these situations, very calm. Um, you know, he's, he's obviously very experienced. Um, so he's been able to do a really strong job in bringing a group together um, given all the uncertainty we're, we're dealing with. And, and they're, they're the sort of things where people, as you say, Smithy, people have their opinions on, on what's happened on the park. But if you ask me personally what I see, they're the sort of attributes I think are really important at this time in terms of leadership. Should we expect um, then, you haven't uh, formally uh, re-signed uh, apparently the, the assistant group, should we uh, expect that that'll be pretty much formalised shortly? Yes, yes you will. I haven't got an exact time frame on that, but... Um, uh, that's certainly the plan, and I think uh, our, our contracting team's working with those those uh, set of coaches at the moment to, to resolve that as quick as we possibly can. Have you spoken to, uh, I mean, if from outside looking in, okay, the, the other contender quite clearly is uh, Scott Robertson. If you read uh, everything that's written and said, uh, have you spoken to him about that appointment uh, through 2023 of Ian Foster? Uh, I haven't had direct contact with um, Razor anytime recently but our, our high performance people are in constant contact with with um razor and um uh, you know about as they are with with a lot of our coaches right across the board so i'm sure those those conversations are um, are ongoing around um future um you know development opportunities and how how he's tracking as they are with guys out of the other super rugby franchises Okay, right, let's um, move on to uh, what uh, the good news, really, really good news. I mean, that's great news for Ian Foster and everyone as well. But uh, for me, as a rugby fan, what you've been able to come up with in terms of uh, the rugby championship, um, the format looks hell of exciting, to be fair. It's like a mini World Cup and the perfect time zone for us. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Uh, um Obviously, a fair bit of frustration and tension near the back end of last week from our from our Australian friends, and and um, but as I said yesterday, we had to move through that pretty quickly and um, work towards shoring up the schedule as soon as we possibly could, giving everyone certainty, the fans, um, players, all of our management teams, um, the the ability to focus on something really tangible and. And I agree, it is a really meaningful schedule that we're excited and our team's excited to be um, working towards. So. You know, they're now on a plane, excuse me, from tomorrow and um, we'll get into Perth and, and we can really plot out the remainder of the year now out to the start of October with regards to the Rugby Championship, uh, a wee pause and then into the end of year too. So that September the 4th date that, that has been mooted, uh, that falls slightly inside a, a normal 14-day quarantine period. Is that the date still uh, proposed for that, that next Test match, uh, side 3? It'll fall on either the third or the fourth. Um, we're still waiting for confirmation on that. So uh, we, we should we should ideally hear that before the team takes off tomorrow. Um, and what happens is in, in WA, uh, the team will be in a soft quarantine for seven days. And on the, uh, on the eighth day, they can um, play, obviously. So that, that's the way it works there.
Okay, that's good news. Um, in terms of um, MIQ, uh, you've got a, a big squad going away of, of 60, uh, around 60 people with support staff, etc. Uh, have you managed to secure spots for them to get back in? Um, bearing in mind, we're not quite sure what date they'll be back. Well, we, we have got spots for the end of the end of the year tour. So at this stage, the team and the Black Ferns and, and their management team are coming back in on the 23rd of November. So that's the certainty we've got um, with regards to the entire playing group. Um, so we've got spots allocated for that. Um, for any any players or, or management that um, needed to come in or return before that time, no, we don't have any guarantees. And we're like anyone else in the general public that would have to apply to make those um, requests to find an MIQ spot. So um, so a lot of lot of uncertainty there, but on the basis that people are, are getting on the plane, they understand that, they totally understand that situation and we're working on the basis that, you know, um, the only guarantee is to come back in in November. Last year, Mark, when we got hit unpredicted-wise uh, by COVID for the first time around, it, it, every business took a hit uh, financially. Um, now, of course, uh, I suppose we're a bit more educated in that regard about the whole deal. You've taken a hit again by uh, sacrificing a couple of test matches uh, in this country for sure. Uh, are you better equipped this time round? Have you have you planned uh, more in terms of your contingencies about that? Yeah, I mean, I think across the board, Smithy, you know, we're certainly um, better better equipped to deal with these disruptions. Um, it, it doesn't make it easy but we certainly learned learned a lot from last year and the way we approach these sort of situations um on the financial side there's no doubt that a, that a movement like this and and the pausing of, of rugby domestically um as well as the the removal of rugby you know for the remainder of the year internationally in new zealand has a has a big impact we're just sort of weighing um that all up at the moment and and trying to assess what the, the different scenarios that um that could present for us um so so, we, I mean, we're working on, at the start of the year, a, a small sort of break-even, small profit um, basis, you know, that, that will be no doubt um, severely challenged through this. So we just have to flow that through to understand what exactly the, the hit might be. So on, on that subject, um, we spoke uh, very briefly to uh, Rob Nicholl the other day. He gave us uh, his view that uh, the Silver Lake type negotiation, not necessarily with Silver Lake, but that type of negotiation was, was making quite good progress. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I think we're, um, you know, every uh, recent bit of dialogue we've had has certainly been very constructive. Um, I think, you know, we only have to look at what's happened in the last um, three or four days to understand the the fragility of of sport and, and a whole range of businesses. And it, and it certainly does bring um, this sort of uh, opportunity into, into focus a lot more, doesn't it? So, um, you know, we'll, we'll keep engaging them over the next little while and, and uh, keep providing each other the uh, the kind of information that each other um, requires to, to move it forward. But, yeah, we feel pretty pretty positive about it at the moment. These have been testing times uh, from your point of view and dealing with your counterparts, etc. cetera. Uh, always putting pressure, I suppose, when, particularly when the public look on from the outside, we perceive there might be a bit of friction there. How, how are the relationships uh, with Australia? How is the Sanzar relationship uh, taking over? Oh, look, they... There's certainly, you know, we're in times at the moment, as we've said right the way through COVID, that are incredibly um, challenging and they provide a huge amount of uncertainty. And that provides, you know, a a lot of uh, anxiety from time to time. Um, with regards to Australia, certainly last week was um, frustrating for, for everyone. Um, 
and I, I think in the fullness of time, you know, it's become clearer by the end of the weekend what actually happened there. Um, but nevertheless, you know, it's it's um, it's never nice for those things to, to play, have to play out in public. Um, if you look more broadly, I think positively we're getting closer and closer to be able to announce the Super Rugby competition for next year and onwards. Um, there's been some really positive interaction in terms of the preparation for the Olympics between our sevens environments. Um, and the same on the women's side of the game. You know, there's been some good interaction there around what the future um, of, of that could look like across both countries. So, so you know, clearly, like any relationship, there's, there's challenging times, Smithy, but there's a, I think there's a recognition across the board too. We have to find a way to work together, and, and I'm sure that'll play out over time. There's just, from time to time, going to be, you know, a few, a few glitches here and there. Um, across Stanzar, I think... Um, you know, we clearly with with the change in Super Rugby, we don't have the same level of regular dialogue with Argentina and South Africa with regards to professional club rugby or, or Super Rugby. Um, but the dialogue around working up what the future of um, the rugby championship, you know, there's some good conversations going on there. There's been, you know, highlighted different ideas around when the likes of Japan and Fiji may come into that. So they're, they're all things that Sandara are having regular conversations a bit about and, and seems to be a a good focus on trying to create as much value out of that competition as possible. Hey, Mark, thanks very much for your time this morning. I know you're a very, very busy man. Uh, uh, great to get some uh, insight into those decisions that came through uh, late yesterday. Uh, all the best uh, with, with what's going forward, and uh, let's get on the bandwagon eh, and uh, jump on behind Fozzie. I think that's the message, isn't it? Well, yeah, and I think I think absolutely, and I think behind um, rugby, I can understand. I mean, the one positive, and when we get all the speculation and conjecture, Smithy is, is that people desperately care about the game here and are incredibly passionate about it and we never take that for granted you know we, we value um, that scrutiny um, and the, the um, accountability that comes with it um, but ultimately you know it's, it's, it's still just a game and it's something we absolutely love so hopefully we do find time out from, from some of the speculation and, and the scrutiny to actually enjoy it from time to time because that's the most important thing Well if you're ever going to want to enjoy rugby you've got uh, a five week window coming up in Australia that says Now's your time. Mark Robinson, the CEO of New Zealand Rugby, thanks very much for your time this morning. Uh, stay safe. Thanks, Smithy. Same to you. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.